This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Moving right along from the province to the city, while Queen's Park is adamant that it will not pay to house the current spate of refugee claimants, there does seem to be some agreement between John Tory and Deg Ford on how to proceed. As you heard in Chris's news, there can be cooperation. Maybe the province can help indicate where there is space for some of these people. Of course, the immediate question is where to put 800 people who will have to vacate college dorms in just about a month. Numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, we're going to Councillor James Pasternak, who is Chair of the Community and Development and Recreation Committee at City Hall, and Shelley Carroll, who is now a candidate for her old job on City Council, representing Ward 31. Welcome to you both. Great to be here. Good afternoon. Okay, so we will start with you, Councillor Pasternak. Is is there any inkling what is going to happen with these people when they have to move out of those dorms? Well, look, we're working on, on a number of Plan Bs, but right now we're clearly, um, I don't like using the word crisis very often, but breaking point in our shelter system, uh, where you've got probably about 3,800 regular uh, shelter users and about 3,000 who are part of the refugee asylum seeker cluster uh, that are also in our system. And we're looking at a price tag just for the refugees and asylum seekers over the past year and a bit of about $65 million with, to date, a verbal commitment of of a few million, but uh, no no real role by the federal government, and it's clearly federal jurisdiction. Well, I thought that... Trudeau gave John Tory a bit of a promise. I know that John Tory wants what about seventy-two million dollars. Well, yes. Yeah, so we're up to about sixty-five million now, and the estimate is that uh, in going into um, the fall of two thousand eighteen, we're going to need another thirty million. Shelter and housing is going to come back to council for another thirty million. And uh, yes, there have been there have been some encouraging signs that the prime minister is going to come to the table. Uh, but clearly, the Immigration Ref- Ref- Refugee Protection Act is federal jurisdiction. Border Services, uh, Canada Border Services Agency is federal. Royal Canadian Mounted Police, federal. Immigration, federal. It's all federal jurisdiction. And while we're a, a welcoming uh, city uh, who, who really thrives on its diversity from people all over the world, clearly we can't help, uh, we, we can't fund uh, this influx. Shelley Carroll, I'm going to ask you a question I asked John Tory last week. Uh, is that even if this money was here today, wh- where are we going to put these people? 
Well, you know, the the shelter crisis is something that began even with our own uh, local residents uh, several months back. People might remember during the cold blast around uh, the new year that we began highlighting that we're we're really at a difficult spot right now, having to rebuild uh, very outmoded uh, shelter facilities at at George Street and to relocate people who have been our you know chronic homeless population, and so we're we're uh, scrambling. We're watching the city scramble now to to find at least five new places to to shelter people temporarily. What the humanitarian crisis that has brought about so many ins- asylum seekers uh, uh, means is that many of those things that we were we were looking at as facilities for temporary housing while we rebuild one of our uh, traditional shelters could well become a permanent need. And that's why it's going to take all three orders of government to uh, stop the rhetoric and man up and, and simply solve this problem in, in what is the settlement center of the nation, Toronto. Councillor Pasternak, you alluded to Plan B or Plan Bs. Can you give us a hint what that constitutes? Well, well, what we don't want to do is we don't want to displace our users of our recreation facilities. There there were was some talk at one point about uh, uh, gyms and, uh, and recreational assets uh, to use as temporary shelters. There are high demand during the summer months as we have summer camps and various uh, summer programs. So that's that's something I cannot support. And something the city, the direction we're not going in, but um, we are looking at every possible uh, facility. Part of the challenge is that in a real estate market that is red hot, and uh, every property seems to be uh, uh, priced very high, it costs tens of millions to do anything on a permanent basis. So that's why we're lurching from facility to facility. Uh, we had looked at the armories uh, last winter. We were only in there for three and a half weeks before we were told to leave. Uh, we don't want to get into that situation because newcomers need some stability. Our homeless need some stability. We, we don't want to keep moving them from facility to facility. So everything's on the table, but we're looking also at our municipal partners in the region to start play, paying and playing their fair share as well um, to to help. It's a regional problem, and they've got to come to the table and do their part. And have they been reluctant to do that? Uh, we don't see indications that they're coming to the table uh, to to play play a role. Uh, there are stories of um, some of our municipal partners putting uh, the homeless in cabs and sending them to Toronto. We know really? that Quebec has closed its doors. Sorry, um, what, what's closed its doors? Quebec has closed its doors. Okay, yeah. Uh, which is ironical because Quebec, one of, if, if you recall the constitutional crises and debates of the 70s and 80s, Quebec vigorously fought to maintain their own control over immigration so that they would have first right of refusal over um, refugees and asylum seekers from la francophonie from the french speaking countries and now they've closed closed that door because they can they can't manage it so we're disappointed with that we need our municipal uh, partners in the region to come to the table and clearly we need the federal government to live up to its constitutional obligations uh how do you make your municipal partners come to the table, Shelley Carroll? Well, this is why it's so important for the Premier to stop the rhetoric and, and play a role in this, because the reality is a municipal, all municipalities are, are, are tight for dollars and, and, and always looking, certainly in election year, to avoid having to talk about additional taxation. 
we've been through uh, uh, years of uh, asking GTA municipalities, for instance, to uh, to pool funds and send them to Toronto because because Toronto generally ends up with the burden of housing the poor, and that was that was uh, uh, abolished uh, because of uh, uh, great protest and and so uh, a new model was chosen, uh, an uploading of the cost to Toronto so that you didn't have to directly bill municipalities. So to go to them now and say we want you to start picking up this check is not going to happen without provincial coordination, which is why for uh, Premier Ford to say that he's going to step out of this argument and uh, and let Justin Trudeau deal directly with Toronto, he wants nothing to do with it, and to begin to uh, um, simply load up all of his language and Minister McLeod with, with rhetoric that is simply inaccurate, about what asylum seeking actually is in law, uh, simply to ramp up their base voter, really uh, staves off for another day any participation by any other municipality to work at, at settling these folks and having a place for them to live while they are going through their asylum process. Okay. Uh, well, we would, have, go ahead. We, we yeah, I would just I would be, just jump in and say um, in. Partial agreement with, um, uh, with I guess it's count, candidate Carol. I, I used to call her uh, Councillor Carol. Um, citizen. Is that citizen Carol? Uh, is that that we sounds do good? Need, we do need the province to come to the table with some of their real estate assets, and they can play a role in making those available to us, uh, whether on a lease basis or the federal government picks up the tab or, some, or on a transfer basis. Uh, but clearly, they're a major real estate holder in, in the GTA and in the city of Toronto. And having them at the table to, to look at their facilities as options, I think it's very important. But look, James, uh, for years while I was on council, and I will again raise this when I return to council, how do you expect to have any kind of coordination with other municipalities without the province as an intermediary? Well, I think they've we agreed. don't even belong right now to the Association of Municipalities of Ontario. We need the, the province to coordinate that or we need to be properly back at the table of that association. Here is one of those times in history when the fact that we haven't been there for 14 years is going to hurt us. We need the province now to coordinate with other municipalities and help us well, to work uh, to settle these people. Shelley, I believe that there seemed to be some kind of agreement on that uh, in the newscast that just preceded uh, this show. Uh, we had John Tory talking about just that, that that he and Doug Ford did seem to agree on a role for the province in, you know, bringing other municipalities to the table or at least uh, pointing out where there might be room. So I think there might be, you know, some agreement on that. I look forward to, to, uh, to, to seeing how that might work, but I have to tell you that I'm very skeptical because currently we haven't got the long-standing day-to-day relationship that we might have had uh, if if every single councillor in every one of these municipalities had that type of connection. What we are lucky lucky for is that, that while we haven't been members there, while, while councillors in the City of Toronto have continued to vote against being a part of that association, at the very least, we have Mayor Tory having gone to what's called the Large Urban Mayors of Ontario organization from time to time. And that's 
really at the moment, I think, in the new days of a, of a provincial administration, that's going to be the one relationship we have to rely on right now to really coordinate this. Because when the real rubber hits the road, when, when each uh, uh, region, each municipality might incur a cost, it takes coordination that thus far in the first couple of weeks of, of this administration, uh, I don't have a lot of faith that that coordination is going to come. Okay, uh, hold well, on, everybody. We okay. have to take a break. I'm going to give the numbers out before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And do you think, do you have confidence that the city, the province, the federal government are going to be able to work out this refugee situation? It is bursting our city at the seams. We have 800 people in college dorms who are going to have to vacate in less than a month. Uh, is is this under control? Do you have confidence that it's going to be under control? Or do you think the province did the right thing by saying, hey, we're not paying for this, we're out of this? So everybody hang on. We're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be right back with more on this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am talking to candidate Shelley Carroll and Councillor James Pasternak. We've been focusing on the issue of resettling all those refugee claimants who are uh, crowded into our system, which is bursting at the seams right now. Let's start by going to the phones. We've got Mary in Burlington. Hello, Mary. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, I'm not bad, thank you. Interestingly enough, I'm listening. What if the residents of any specific municipality decide, and I think they have the right to do so if we live in a democracy, that we are not going to be participating in this project because we have our own demands in our municipalities that we have to take care of. What happens then? Um, well, well, I don't know how that would happen, but I, I will let Councillor Pasternak answer. Well, you, you make a valid point that uh, c- clearly we have our own cluster of um, homeless people who uh, unfortunately have, have great challenges, uh, whether it's um, a result of, uh, of substance abuse or mental illness or some kind of economic calamity, mar- marital breakup, a business failure. I mean, it's, there's a wide range of reasons why we have the homeless cost of housing and so forth. Um, and, and there's no doubt that these people are often lifelong citizens of, of, our, uh, of our great city, uh, and, and we should take care of them. But at the same time, we have to balance it off with our role as a welcoming um, port of harbor uh, of freedom and, and tolerance, uh, bringing people in from world conflict zones, uh, making sure that, that uh, people look to Canada as a great place to settle, as a great place to, to start over, to start fresh. Mm-hmm. So we need, we need a balancing act. We want to we play both roles. And it's, it's not easy with this uh, immigration and asylum-seeker-refugee disruption across North America, across the Western world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and clearly, we need all three levels of governments at the table. We need a national summit. 
uh, and, and a major strategy because we've let this problem go on too long and uh, there just really hasn't been a battle plan to deal with it. Mm-hmm. We, we also don't have a lot of choice because of international law. And I think that this, uh, this is a fact that, that is little known in Canada. Uh, uh, it, this is not a matter, as Minister McLeod said last week, of, of the Prime Minister having sent out a tweet under international law. Canada is a signatory to an international law that says that if you come to our shores seeking asylum, once you are here, you are protected under law while you go through that process of, uh, of uh, uh, finding asylum. And that process, uh, you know, as any legal process does, takes months. And unfortunately, the, the point of entry mo- most often used uh, causes people to arrive in yeah. Toronto. It's yeah. simply where we are on the map and where we are in law. Well, no, people people are coming here from other places because most of these people that, you know, took those not the regular border crossings, they came in through Quebec. Well, they have come into uh, to Quebec, and uh, Quebec has uh, disappointed us because, as I said, they... They were the standard bearer for provincial control over immigration, and they uh, they made a, a big point of uh, uh, during the constitutional negotiations of controlling that because they wanted people of French origin to settle in the province. They've changed their minds on that uh, without the consent uh, of the other provinces, and uh, I think the only way really around that is, is a national summit and a consensus uh, to make sure that we can process people quickly. Uh, that they're settled in various uh, municipal uh, locations uh, across uh, Ontario and other provinces uh, that uh, our border, our border staff are, are properly equipped to handle the inflow. Uh, we're just we're just caught. Um, the federal government has been uh, caught with an inability to handle uh, this kind of influx. Yep, uh, I would certainly agree with that. Let's go to Barbara in Hamilton. Hello, Barbara. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Please go ahead. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm just a senior citizen driving north to my cottage. I am leaving an empty house and leave it for three or four months a year. And I'm just wondering if there is some way that the province could establish some kind of policy that might help with some of this overflow with people that have a lot of houses. Uh, it's a thought. That's very generous of you. I don't know of a lot of people who would want to let their homes out uh, to people they don't know, but uh, there you go. You'd be willing to do that? I, I think I would want to see a process put in place so there were some safeguards, of course, that, that would be definitely in everybody's best interest, but I think there would be many seniors like myself that would be willing to do so. Okay, Barbara. Well, she's, yes, you're, the caller is touching on an important point. I mean, we have dozens of different uh, agencies uh, that receive uh, various levels of government funding to help with settlement. Um, Lifeline Syria made the headlines a couple of years ago. And we need this, this social capital that we have across the region to really step up to the plate and make sure that they can connect asylum seekers and refugee claims while they're waiting for processing uh, they should be connected with, with families that are willing to take them in. And if we had that uh, social capital on overdrive, I think we could alleviate a lot of the problems. Well, now... Can, that- can we applaud the caller right now? Because this is, this is the kind of, of Canadian that, uh, that we have always been. You know, th- this is the kind of Canadian that my parents were after World War II. 
when people started to arrive, not only here, but in the United States, in a different time, in a different political climate, people understood that there was a place in the world where there had been a terrible humanitarian crisis, and they understood there was a job to do with the people who arrived here. And the kind of, of ramping up over-emotional uh, political rhetoric that we've been subject to, both here in Ontario and in the United States for the last two years, is what suppresses that basic, wonderful uh, uh, humanitarian urge that that woman is having. I, I applaud her because that is who we used to be, and I you think know what? I, ab- I applaud her too, but I think it's also not fair to say people who are concerned, people who are saying we just don't have the resources for this to 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 make them out to be bad people. That's no, I, I'm not saying that James is a bad person. James has a very important job to do in the city of Toronto. But when we engage in the type of rhetoric we engage to, when James or John Tory or Justin Trudeau, when any of us come forward and say, because we've had to deal with this, yes, some of it is going to show up, like it or not, some of it, temporarily albeit, some of it is going to show up on your tax bill. There's a huge anger and a hue and cry. Somewhere down the line, we are all going to have to chip in, whether we do it by making a donation to the Red Cross or we do it by making sure that provinces, cities, and the nation can deal with this crisis. I don't think it helps to use the kind of language that gives people license to say, I'm not doing that, I refuse to do that. Okay, uh, we have uh, less than a minute left. Councillor Pasternak, what would you like to leave us with on this? Well, I think I think the reality is that we, in a federal system, uh, when it comes to um, something like this, like a national issue, public policy issue, we've really got to get all three levels of government at the same table, at the same uh, location uh, for for a national summit uh, on on immigration and asylum seeking, and how we can work work together. We've done it with health care, uh, we've done it with child care. Uh, we've we've done it with a wide range of other public policies, and we've got to do it on immigration and and uh, and settlement. Okay, that's, uh, that's all the time we have. Thank okay. you so much. You're very welcome, C- Councillor Pasternak and Shelley Carroll, candidate. I'm sure we'll be talking about this for many days and weeks to come. Callers, if I couldn't get to you, remember Free for All Friday is coming up. That's all the time we have on Fight Back for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.